Cards, cards, cards. <laughs> Hi guys, welcome to JRR seventy three. You just heard everything we've heard from Zach for three months. <laughs> cards, 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 cards. I went really hard in the last couple of weeks. It was <laughs> really hard, but you know, it's very nice to sit and actually pack all these cards for everyone, mm-hmm. putting them in packs, putting them in the in the top loaders. It's rather cathartic. Yeah, good for my brain. Nice. It slows me down a little bit. I There's something some about podcasts. that. I remember. Uh, I say this like it was so long ago and it really wasn't but I remember like laying out my entire collection of magic cards across like three rooms and like organizing and sorting them and like putting mm-hmm. some into binders and sleeves mm-hmm. and like making my decks and boxes and when it was all done I was like uh, it just came <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I don't know what it is I have no idea there's something like somebody told me something about sacred geometry some the shape feels good in your hand or whatever the, like it's like a cigarette pack i don't know if i buy that sounds mm. like a pretty wild justification for where's my shovel hobby. <laughs> yeah i know it's like well i think it's because ken griffey jr was on the front but bro. i think i'll borrow it i think that's yeah, yeah there's amazing. something about holding cards where you're like oh yeah and smelling them yep oh yeah mm-hmm. cards 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 cards, cards, cards. cards. So i feel that way about soap I bet you do. I've very seen soap, 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 soap. Very, uh, very zen. And our, and our son is that way about plants. So yes. we walk around the house, and I'll just say, "Scart carts, carts," and he's like, "Plants, plants, plants." And I'm like, "Soap, soap, <laughs> soap, 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 soap." We're pretty weird. Yeah. So yeah. Well, welcome to the show. Yeah. I've got a baboo baba. I've got a poo ba. Here I am. And I've got a me ba. A me ba. A me ba. ba. And today we're gonna do some dumb con stuff and figure out. You got new games that you're playing. I got a new game I'm playing. I'm super stoked about. We've got some brainy meats. I'll do a little quotey time. Brainy meats. Mm-hmm. Uh, but has got some weird shit, uh, an article to tell us. Yeah. And then we're going to ride the ride. Our good friend, the quartermaster, sent us a really cool thing that he did about simulation theory. Nice. And his yeah. personal philosophy about it. And I think it's really good. So we're going to listen to it. Also, Poobah's got us a badass of history today. Fuck yeah, we got a last packed show. Yeah, and if we have time, we'll maybe do some reasonableist party for a second. Mm-hmm. But that's all. But why don't we get to the show? Let's do it. Dumb cunts, doing dumb cunt things. Doing dumb cunt things. Cause we're all dumb cunts. Nothing ever makes sense cause we're all fucked up. All right, dumb cunts. Hi, what are you Hi. guys doing? <laughs> dumb things. Well, I know you've, as far as video games go, you've got a new video game you're playing, Waifuru. Yes. So I put in a fuck ton of time with Skyrim, Elder Scrolls. Yeah. And I got to a point, I've realized that this game, you can only play for so long mm-hmm. before you're burnt. You never stop. No, I don't think you can. I don't think I will ever it's like stop. It's a pause, yeah. I might start it over. Over, yeah. But I don't think I'll ever stop. I really, really enjoy it. But I get burned out, even if I just sit down for a smoke. I got 10 minutes to do something. You can't do anything in Skyrim unless you're fishing or moving from point A to point B. <laughs> in 10 minutes. In 10 minutes. Yeah. So you have to like, you know, set aside time to finish some type of mission or whatever. And it's an hour. Um, Can I just say that I'm loving watching your evolution as a gamer? <laughs> I know. It's like watching. It's, I told you, do you remember when you started you playing Animal Crossing on the Switch? I was you like, did. and so it begins. I know. You I was did. Like, I was on like, the show. I give it a year, maybe two, and you're like, so how much does it cost to build a gaming PC? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's the deal. <laughs> she is that person. I know. <laughs> okay, I've built computers in the past mm-hmm. for specific reasons, and Damn. I've actually been doing Terrorism. a bit of research yeah. into oh, yeah. uh, processors and that sort of thing, trying to brush up on my 
knowledge. You heard it here, Scat Sacks. <laughs> no, the poobah is a prophet. <laughs> uh, so I have been looking into it. Um, I'm Graphics not, are cool, huh? When they're really good. They went, oh, man, there's something special about it. But the newest game, the newest game that I've got is Hogwarts Legacy. Yep. Nice. And the controversial game, but very good. It's the yeah, it's it's the deluxe version. So I got I didn't get whatever like I don't even know. There's like one game that you can get, one version you can get that comes with like a floating book that sits on your desk, like a physical object. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't need that. So I took one step down. It's pretty cool got, though, I probably think about it. <laughs> it it seems to be. But um the game itself, it's got all the bells and whistles on it because if I'm gonna play a game I wanna fucking play the game. Yeah. So Anyways, I started this game. I'm having a blast with this game. And it's very different uh, than Elder Scrolls. Mm-hmm. Very different. Yeah. Storyline's different. Uh, gameplay is different. There's no fucking bow. I don't even know what the point would be. <laughs> it's, it. it's all, yeah, it's all magic and that sort of thing. You can't it's, kill them very many it, of the NPCs either. What the fuck's the point of that? <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I haven't tried to kill any NPCs. So <laughs> you should try. You're probably it's, seeing what I said, though, when you were talking about thinking... Mm-hmm. Of getting it, where mm-hmm. I said it's open world, mm-hmm. but not in the same not sense the same as Skyrim. Sense. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very linear, or uh, it's a smaller map, is what it looks like by a lot. Yes. Yeah. Uh, however, but there's not that much to Hogwarts and that whole area anyway. No, see, in the books. That, I don't, I'm not sure. I, I know that there is conversation about DLC and um, some cool expansion packs and that sort of thing. The game is only a year old. So. Do you? Did you ever play? I know you haven't yet, but have you ever played Bully? I, was, I played Bully. Did you? Yeah. I I never got to play it, but I wanted to. Mm-hmm. It kind of just looks like Bully a little bit. <laughs> was I mean Rockstar made it, so it kind of open world. Was it kind of open world Bully? A little bit. A little bit. Kind of yeah. like this one, where it feels like. I mean, it way less than Hogwarts Legacy. Sure. But yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fun game. But you can really fly on a broom. Is. That's probably the coolest fucking thing ever. You know, the, what I'm, it is. And I just took a break after I packed a bunch of stuff and did my work today. Went upstairs. And I'm not playing on the Switch. I'm playing on the PS5. And I sat and played for about 40 minutes, I think. Enough just to finish off something. Between 40 minutes and four days. It's Skyrim time. No, 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 literally 40 minutes. And I was actually moved from the broom to a hippogriff. I got a hippogriff. Nice. So I was flying on a hippogriff. Um, But what I have found, the the main difference in this game, between this game and specifically Skyrim Elder Scrolls, because that's what I'm playing also, is that this game is very puzzle heavy. Yeah, math so heavy too. Even. It's very much so. And there's a lot of, you use a totally different area of your brain in this game mm-hmm. than you do in uh, Elder Scrolls. True. So it was very interesting. I don't know. A yeah. lot of fun. So that was my Christmas present this year. Thank you, honey. <laughs> my pleasure. That's an easy one. Download, <laughs> right. done. Seriously. <laughs> Anytime your significant other's like, can I have video games? You're like, fuck, yes, the you part, can. <laughs> like the Grinch, my heart grew three sizes that day. Like, which one you want? Any of them? Any of them you can I'll have. I'll buy you three. What yeah. is it? <laughs> it's, it was There's, Black Friday, so it's like, go nuts. I know, and I got a great deal on it. Well, not as good as the deal that I got on your Christmas yeah, present. Man. I got yours at 50% off. I got mine at 30% off, but... I've been wanting to play No Man's Sky mm-hmm. since I heard about it. Mm-hmm. I've been excited about the premise of it. Mm-hmm. I feel like every game, every gamer that's ever played space games are like, can I leave the planet, please, and fly in space? <laughs> mm-hmm. And then now you can. And it's mm-hmm. fucking amazing. I'm glad you're playing it now. 
It was bad to start, I yeah. heard, yeah. I, I got it on day one when it first came out. Oh, and disappointed. I, at, for about 20 minutes, I was like, this is fun as fuck. And then I realized the whole thing was empty and there was nothing to do. And I was like, well, oh, no. <laughs> this game isn't finished. <laughs> yeah, that's... But to their credit, mm -hmm. they, have gone, they have gone in and are still continuing mm -hmm. to add all kinds of meaningful shit to that game. Mm -hmm. And it's... They haven't tried to release it as like another DLC or mm -hmm. a sequel that you have to pay for. They're just like, here, sorry we didn't finish it. Here's more of it. Here's more of it. That Here's so more much. of it. Yeah. It was an ambitious project to it begin was. with. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so I don't know. If but it's, it's a they, great game now. They took so much shit from people too, and mm -hmm. I guess somewhat rightfully. But yeah, to everybody, yeah, it was Hello Games, right? Isn't that who produced it? I think mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But what a big project! I mean, all the people that bitched, half of them are probably like the reason that it's better. You know, yeah. so it's right. interesting. Well, it's good on them too, because like that means they listened, mm -hmm. which game developers sometimes do and sometimes don't. Mm -hmm. As when they don't, it's super frustrating. <laughs> As well, we've been sitting here talking, sorry. No, it's all right. It's it's striking me that for our, you know, we've all played sixteen bit games when we started playing games that weren't as mm -hmm. nice as they are now. We're getting to do all the things that we wanted to do when we were. You know, playing Mario and shit. It's like, wouldn't it be cool if you could be in Mario and stuff? Yeah. We were flying yeah, back the broom. then. You didn't mm -hmm. get to talk to the producers and be like, "Hey, right, put this in your game." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're almost like new kinds of rock stars. Some of those kind producers of, yeah. and stuff. But being able to fly mm -hmm. the broom in Hogwarts—that's every kid wanted to do that from the moment they read Harry Potter By or the watched way, the movie. I, I suck at that. But you'll get good. <laughs> fucking but suck. But you'll get good, and it'll be amazing. <laughs> but suck at the same boat. with the flying, <laughs> flying a Tie Fighter. I mean, yeah, that. Oh, once you got the VR on, and you're like, oh, squadrons, and then you're like, dude, I've been waiting for this my whole life. Yeah. My my thought is like, okay, they're only going to make the thing that we've wanted to do our whole lives now that we have it a little bit better. I mean, how much better can it be than when you're sitting in the fucking X-wing and, and you know our drummer, for example, he's got like the whole. Like he, why would he leave his house? He's like, I fly an X-wing every fucking night. Leave me alone. <laughs> he does leave his house, but you know what I mean. Yep. I wonder where that goes for us as gamers and people. Are we going to get bored? Where it's like you got to make it so I c it punches me in the dick. I can't play a game unless it does something <laughs> special, like poke my eye when I get shot or something. I think it's all like, going to culminate in VR. I think once VR becomes what people really want it to be, mm -hmm. not making me sick. That's then, what I want it to be. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's well, it. Yeah, well, it's awesome. That, besides that, that, but like being as immersive as people want VR to be, where it's just like, hey, I could jack into this for three hours and be in Skyrim, literally. The moment you can feel the wind, smell it, smell feel it, yeah. touch it, mm -hmm. you know, have things interact with you intelligently. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, yeah, <laughs> you know. And I think it's going to happen probably sooner than people think. Like the leaps that they're making in VR now, I think people treat virtual reality like it's like oh it's just this new fringe technology that some niche people are into and it's like mm, no not yeah. really a lot of resources like, all, all it's going to take is a couple more leaps forward in the technology for on the hardware side and for a few really big software developers to mm -hmm. go gung-ho on it and that'll be that'll be it it'll yeah. just explode from mm -hmm. there then there'll be one game that we all Get obsessed over. Or I think I'm more interested in augmented yeah, called reality, reality at this point. <laughs> right, we'll be it's just a game called reality. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've made that joke where I've walked outside of my house and I was like, man, I don't know about this game. The graphics are amazing, but the plot kind of sucks. Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> the plot's really lacking. I gotta go work again. <laughs> the continuity is sort of weird and it's really grindy sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> right. I feel like the loot drops are really, they are really skimpy. They better get better. As we go in the game, <laughs> I, I keep leveling up, but my character model is getting shittier. I don't know what's going on it's with like, that. Yeah, my 
I, I know more stuff, but his knees can't work. Yeah. Anymore? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I know. It would be better if I knew stuff and the knees together. <laughs> somebody needs to be talked to the developer about the gear because it really sucks. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm vulnerable here. <laughs> I, I, I don't feel like this is Teeth. enough level. Yeah, there's still Teeth, not a really? cosmetic to fix know, my teeth. What, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I would I would buy that as a microtransaction. Why bones $20 on the out- DLC, fix my teeth. Yeah. Why bones <laughs> on the outside, no protection. What? <laughs> How are yeah. you playing? Do you have any time to play games recently? Or have you- uh, a little bit. Not not a lot, but my gaming time lately has been spent on, like, my comfort games. Mm. Like, I'm not, I haven't been, like, going hard on any new games. Are you or playing cozy games? Playing cozy games. I'm, I've been playing... Prototype uh, 2. I've been doing for <laughs> a few weeks now, just in my downtime, playing through um, Final Fantasy X. Nice. Mm. Which was a PlayStation 2 game, mm-hmm. and it's by no means even the best Final Fantasy, but it's just like, it was a game that I played a shit ton when I had a PS2, when they were new, and it's got like a little nice cozy place in my heart. Oh, nice. And now I'm an elder gamer, so I'm going through and playing it for, I don't know, this is probably like the fourth time I've played through this fucking game over the years, because they keep, they're like, HD remaster, ooh, new, right. here's mm-hmm. a bundle with that and some other, and I'm like, I'll t- I'll buy it 20 Every times, time. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Give it to me. But, All the things. But I'm like, I'm an elder gamer now, so like, I'm going through it and, and like... Trying to min max everybody's build, and I'm doing all this like end game side quests that I never bothered with back mm-hmm. in the day, you know. So I'm just You're like, playing it totally yeah, different. I'm like, now. now I am a god, <laughs> <laughs> and that makes me feel good about the yeah. fact that I can't afford the chicken anymore because it's too expensive. For yeah, mm-hmm. so I've been playing that and uh, my little text based MMORPG that I've played since middle school off and on. That's been my game time. <laughs> nice. And that and, and a podcast that's coming up. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because that's cast. a podcast. You're, yeah, yes. you're right. That uh, that's been my other gaming is doing couch co-op stuff with with Will. I can't wait because it looks. F- I mean, I've seen for some the new of it. podcasts. It's We've got fun. three episodes recorded now, and one of them is like pretty prim and polished and ready to rock. So it shouldn't be too much longer. Um, we just got to figure out the nuts and bolts behind the scenes, and we'll. Mm keep you guys posted on when that's coming out but Fuck surprise yeah. yes. yeah. new Sunday so ex- show all about video games yeah. so yeah. exciting being stupid yeah and you won't have to look at my dumb face that'll be nice or listen to me I, yeah. although I would tell you come on I would, like to come on I would definitely like to play hang some out with games you with us me and Will will abuse you <laughs> great that's what I need for my confidence yep. Yep. it's all good actually I want, I want to say this so then we won't do the reasonableness party at the end of the show but that's one thing I'm learning in life it is our pride like I like being wrong. The fact that I am a, a blowhard bloviator mm-hmm. talking out my ass <laughs> most <bloviator>. of the time, <laughs> it, it's something that's pretty valuable because I don't, I, I don't care if I'm wrong. Right. I mean, I care if what I think is true. I'm saying stuff to you, you're and you're if it's wrong, wrong, I'm not, not afraid, afraid of being wrong. Right that's now. a better way to put it. In right. fact, the, the right way to put it compared to the way I put it. You're welcome. Here for you. But fuck your pride. <laughs> Thank you. Fuck my pride in fuck, particular. Fuck my pride. That's, I really don't have, like, I like being wrong. I, I, it gets me further away from being wrong the more people are like, oh, no, that's not right, and here's a way to look at it and all that yeah. stuff. It's super valuable. I'm probably more right about things today because I've been so wrong throughout my life. Mm-hmm. I better be that way. Mm-hmm. Although if my brain can process it and remember and all that stuff. But I think it's I think it's an adjustment that you need to make with your perspective because being wrong is uncomfortable. Um, mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be. Yeah. And I think that people try to shy away from that or double down mm-hmm. on their wrongness to in an attempt to avoid that discomfort. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And I will go so far as to say that that is the wrong response to (laughs) that. Uh, I think if you can teach yourself to recognize that when it's happening Mm -hmm. and go, oh, fuck, I might be wrong or, oh, fuck, I definitely just realized that I'm wrong. Yeah. And that makes you really uncomfortable. And especially if it's in front of people, now I'm Mm -hmm. uncomfortable and embarrassed. Mm -hmm. But don't run from that. Fuck your pride. Lean, Lean into it. Hold on to your humility a little bit and go, okay. No, this is good. All right, because I can figure this out now. Or mm-hmm. I can I, I can find out, and uh, it's okay that I was wrong because if I didn't have the guts to go out and be wrong, mm-hmm. and not run away from it, then I would never. I'd just be right. wrong forever. All it yeah. is is a trajectory <laughs> change of your thoughts. Yeah, That's time. Time. yeah. But there's a, the idea of, uh, you know, thinking about some things that you think for sure are true. You know, you can I, and for reasonableness party. It's a lot of political and social beliefs, but it's like if you think about each one, ask yourself how true do I think it is like on a scale of one to 10 mm-hmm. and watch what fucking happens to your brain when you go down the list. Like, <laughs> what do I actually think? How certain am I about this economic theory that I hold real true? How mm-hmm. certain am I? How yeah. well versed am I? Or where why, did I learn it Why from? am I so certain mm-hmm. if you feel very certain? It's just like, how come, what, what led me to feeling that certain? Mm-hmm. Cause somebody told me, how do they know? Can mm-hmm. I trust them? Oh, fuck, maybe not. It's <laughs> <laughs> right. something valuable because this next few years, especially this one coming up, we're going to need to rely on you know our brains mm-hmm. to figure out what's true because this world is really easily manipulated oh, at I'm this fucked. point. <laughs> we're all fucked. My probably. brain's a mess. But in a good way. We're all in this together. We'll be all right. We'll be all right. All right, let's dumb cunts doing dumb cunt things. Let's go to brainy meats. Yum. Now let's do something constructive for our brainy meats. It's time for thinky things. All right, so I got a couple things for you guys today. And we'll make it kind of quick. We'll see. I don't you, know. You, Whenever I say that, it ends up being... brainy meats? I brought a couple brainy meats to share with the whole Is this class. like a shark coochie platter? It, a I'm shark coochie platter. I'll take some oh shark coochie. <laughs> Gucci <laughs> That landed better than I even hoped. <laughs> she liked the way you turned that there, Fred. Shit, that was funny. I, I've I, never heard that before. I borrowed that from a guy I used to work with called Stetson. We palled around a lot, and uh, I was. He was talking about it in abstract one day. He's like, he's like, I went out to dinner with my wife last night, and she got one of those, you know, those boards they bring out with meats and cheeses and. Dobs of cream and so I was like, yeah, charcuterie platter. He was like, a what? I said, it's called a charcuterie platter, and he's like, a shark coochie platter. And I was like, yes, it's that actually. That's exactly yes, it what it is. <laughs> Can I get well a, done. one of them shark coochies, please? Oh my gosh! I like that. That's the best quote of this one, I think. Shark coochie platter, yeah, baby. That's going to be the one for the whole show. I think that's the best quote. But this I'll is never from... forget that. I will never look at those the same again. I love it. You're welcome. All right, me, Marmy, you know what to do. Uh, here's the first one. This is from Albert Camus. And I think it's Camus, but I've never heard it said aloud by Camus. <laughs> Maybe it's Camus. It could be uh, Camel's Ass, for if we're doing shark. Yeah, mm-hmm. shark, shark coochie, Camel's shark Ass. Shark coochies and Albert Camel's Ass. Camel's Ass. Uh, sorry, to the family of Camus. All right. Sorry to my mama. Here's the, yeah, here's the quote. Humans are creatures who spend their lives trying to convince themselves that their existence is not absurd. <laughs> I like that one. True. Doesn't it feel like you're yeah. in that every day? Like, yeah. Oh, my God. Really, I just embrace the absurdity at this point. For, I think that's for the a, sake of my mental state. Yeah. If you take it serious, that's a problem. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's where all the problems lie. Mm-hmm. I sometimes. Do you guys ever do that when you're in the shower or doing some alone task? 
where nobody's around and you're thinking about something and it occurs to you that it's somewhat absurd, even if it's serious. All the and time. Then you, and yes. then you just start laughing out loud. Mm-hmm. You're just like... <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> like, oh shit, am I crazy? Oh, yeah. yeah. So if anyone's ever in my house when I'm showering and you hear me just start cackling like a maniac, that's why. He's had a deep <laughs> thought, I I end up having those thoughts when I'm doing something that um, I, I guess I, I will do just... Uh, compulsively mm-hmm. so there's certain things that there's certain ways that I run this house I guess and I'll just do things without thinking about it because I've always done it that way mm-hmm. um, and I brought things up in the past about my weird proclivities like if I go to your house and your towel your towels are hung wrong yeah. there's a gnat in this studio it's driving me nuts <laughs> it's really after you it too. is yeah. after me it is after my face yeah. um, but if I if you're towels aren't hung, hung crooked or whatever I'll fix them yeah I straighten if, people's pictures if your toilet paper is backwards I'll turn it back I'll turn it around yeah. um, but it's so funny because I will That's stop OCD you know it, I know I know but I will stop and and just contemplate and ponder uh, the ridiculousness of my existence at times where yeah. I'm like why is this so important why is it important which direction the toilet paper goes and why Will I obsess and not stop thinking about it the whole time I'm visiting this person? I will stop conversation. Go, excuse me, just a minute. If I try and not do that, I'll be like, I'm so sorry. Can I? I'll be right back. Go to the bathroom, flip it around, and be like, oh. And it's a physical relief once it's done. I'm the same way about like spots on the sink. Mm, you know, weird, really? weird water spots on the stainless steel sink. Really, I'm weird about that stuff, and I'm doing much better. So I'm leaving spots. Is it that bad? It leaves. It's a very clean house when you do that, I guess. Well, right. yeah, but it's the amount of time that I spend following up doing these weird, <laughs> not totally necessary things. What's that? What's that poem about that dust? If you must. Yeah. You've read that. Yeah, yeah. I have, yeah. and I've deeply appreciated it. Although yeah. I don't, I I abide by it more now because we live in a 120, 130 year old house. That, uh, it's made of partial dust. It's 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 yes mm-hmm. exactly. It's Swiss cheese. Yeah. <laughs> so there's dust everywhere. If you dust, there is another layer within about three or four hours. Nice. Just because it's the house. Fair enough. So yes, I do ask myself <laughs> that question. So let's recap. What have we learned here? We learned that when I'm alone in my own bathroom, <laughs> I start cackling sometimes. <laughs> We've learned that when Monique is alone in someone else's bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> she starts cackling sometimes. <laughs> I do and rearrange. It. I do ask myself, "What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Why does it matter? And are you insane? Yep. Are you really? I mean, it's, this is bothering you. It's that little passenger part of your it brain is. that's always judging you. It's yeah. like, hey, what are you doing right now? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure. Bleaching the grout on the bathroom floor with a toothbrush. I don't. I'm not At sure Shaden's what house. I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm re. I'm recalking the bathtub at Shaden's house. I, I went to air quotes take a poop two hours ago. And yeah. They're probably worried. <laughs> now I'm washing. Probably I, now I'm washing windows and and removing water deposits from a shower door. <laughs> That's why I invite you over. <laughs> You're like, yeah, it's been a really long time. Wonder why nobody's checked on me. I'm like man my bathroom is gonna be so clean <laughs> go to the bathroom pop my head out like a minute and a half later hey hey Shaden, you got any white vinegar <laughs> <laughs> the, the funny thing is top right cabinet yes. the funny thing is is if you could jump out look down on, on the house that you're Shaden's house that I know. you're cleaning and you yeah. looked out at the neighbors 
and you could look in their homes. They're all doing crazy shit too. I know. That's all crazy. Like and the then you Sims. look at the city. <laughs> it is. We are that. Yep. We're Just all absurd. doing weird. Imagine, shit. I mean, everybody's wearing different shit right now for different reasons. Some mm -hmm. people are working hard and they've got these overalls on or something. Mm -hmm. Somebody's in their pajamas. Somebody just mm -hmm. got done jerking it. Whatever. There's a lot of different outfits on and mm -hmm. reasons and we're insane. Like, yeah. why? Why are you wearing that shirt today? Yeah. Why are you wearing those pants? Why are you? It's, it's funnier that we all pretend that we're not that way when we're around each other, too. Mm -hmm. We are fucking full of it. Yeah, we are full of it. But that's it how is, it all works, it is I guess. Where we, you know, that's when, if you look at it that way, it seems absurd that you would ever be offended or upset that you were wrong about something. Yeah. You know? Perspective. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. All right. Well, that one gave us a little bit to talk about. Here's Seneca from the Stoic. We world. like Seneca. I do like Seneca. It is not because things are difficult that we do not dare. It is because we do not dare that things are difficult. <laughs> I've heard that one before, and I like it. I do, too. But we've kind of, I mean, our theme of, like, going through the fear on the other side of fear is yeah. good shit. That's kind of it. Yeah. yeah. It's, well, there's a lot of truth to that. I mean, think about your life. When, if, if you have difficult shit in front of you to do, mm -hmm. you dread it. Of course you do. That's normal. Mm -hmm. But if you suck it up, walk into it handle it get it done afterwards you're like fuck yeah yeah like it's a that's, feeling that's, that you can't so much get that's so that. much yeah. better now but if you run from it mm -hmm. then it nags at the back of your mind mm -hmm. and it gnaws at your heels and it, it changes you and you're just like fuck 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 and the longer you let that happen the less likely you are to deal with mm -hmm. it getch talked about that a lot yeah. in mm -hmm. earlier episodes of jar where it's just like if it's something you can handle just fucking handle it right. do yourself a favor right like if it's hard great mm -hmm. get it done yeah. <laughs> well oftentimes oftentimes if we've got a big project or a daunting project or something that we just are not looking forward to it's the negative anticipation that stops us from moving forward big time and the it, things we make up in our the, heads exactly that that anticipation that will only grow now if we all have it and if you sit with it for a minute and say Yep, this is gonna suck. Mm -hmm. I'm not looking forward to it. But if you if you're able to think about all of the arguments, listen to the arguments in your head as to why you don't want to do it and how much it's gonna suck and how awful it is. If you're thinking those things while your feet are moving in the direction of the project <laughs> and bitch about it in your own head, that's fine. Yeah. Get it done anyways. Yeah. Make it happen. Because the sense of accomplishment after finishing something that you have potentially dreaded mm -hmm. it's it's huge so yep always worth it 100 100 always there are a few guarantees in life but getting your shitty stuff out of the way and putting it behind you yep. mm -hmm. guaranteed you'll feel better also taking risks getting yep. out there and doing things that are difficult where you're like oh i could open that coffee shop why not and it's like you might fail. So what? Yeah. You're going to figure out how to how to eat the next mm -hmm. day, too, anyway. Go to any you know. hospice center and talk to people that yeah. are on some stage of their deathbed yeah. and ask them, do you wish you had taken less risks in life? Right. <laughs> I would all be willing to wager it's almost unanimously no. Like, yeah, right. take, just take a bunch of risks, man. Fuck it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't go crazy. I mean, Yeah. I mean, try to, try to be wise. Find balance. Yeah. But don't don't let indecision paralyze you, right. you know, and don't live in fear definitely not because it will it makes your life way less than it could be if you're afraid of things and if you're letting those things 
take you hostage kind of deal. Yeah. Like, your fears. And more importantly, you and I can't be friends. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I got another one. This is from Nicolas Gomez Davia. Dying societies accumulate, accumulate laws like dying men accumulate remedies. <laughs> dying, oh, wow. dying societies Yikes. accumulate laws like dying men accumulate remedies. Wow. I've never heard that or that. I've never heard of that person either. There's a lot to unpack from that, but yes, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. that seems to bear out. <clears throat> I got another, a couple more. It is better to stand and fight. If you run, you will only die tired. A Viking <laughs> proverb that I found. Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. There's the last one I'll do. All men make mistakes, but a good man yields when he knows his course is wrong and repairs the evil. The only crime is pride. So I guess that was kind of what I was trying to figure out yeah. before. A little uh, bit dramatic at the end, but I agree. Yeah. The only crime is pride. <laughs> you will be tried. Really? I can kill puppies and that's fine? <laughs> Just can't be prideful about it? <laughs> Easy. Actually, I got a couple more. Uh, this is kind of interesting. This is Lao Tzu. True service lies in helping people thrive without seeking ownership or gratitude. Yeah, we've talked about that a bunch. I think so. That's the investing without expectation of return mentality. Uh, it's a very it's old, hard. Yeah. It's hard to do that, but it's gratifying to do it because it's you kind of poison the well when you put your own expectations on what you're going to get out of a good thing that you chose to do. It's yep. like, just do the good thing. Yeah. Just That's do the good thing, and then however it turns, just remove yourself from how it turns out mm-hmm. in your mind, right? Like, you don't have to run away from it and never see how it turns out necessarily, although sometimes. But but just go, I'm going to do this thing because it's a thing that's worth doing, period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right, one more. This is from Cicero. Gratitude is not only the greatest of virtues, but is the parent of all others. That one struck me the other day because mm. gratitude, gratitude is the is parent the f- of all virtues. So gratitude is the parent of patience. Makes sense. I guess so. Mm. That's that'll be fun to think about. Yeah, I'll cogitate on that one. Yeah, cogitate, cogitate away, my friend. <laughs> I think not that's... copulate. <laughs> <laughs> Try not to masticate. Not coagulate. <laughs> Just make. All right, I think that's going to do it. Definitely won't conjugate. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's it for Brainy Meats. <laughs> You got some weird shit? Mm-hmm. I do have some weird shit. I have an article bring on, here that... Bring on the weird. I have an article here that I wanted to share. And there's two of them, actually. This one here, it was published uh, today, as a matter of fact. Scientists baffled after extremely high-energy particle detected falling to Earth. Huh, I'm so here oh, for this. Yeah, right? Give okay. me the sci-fi in real life. Let's go. So, a rare and extremely high-energy particle has been detected falling to Earth by astronomers. Named after the Japanese sun goddess Amaterasu, Amaterasu. it's one of the highest-energy cosmic rays ever detected, according to these scientists. Cool. The Amaterasu particle has an energy exceeding 240 exa-electron volts. Yeah, I know what that is. And comes only (laughs) second in recorded history to the Oh My God particle, Mm -hmm. another ultra-high-energy cosmic ray which was detected in 1991, possessing 320 EEV of energy. How long have we been able to test this, I wonder? Uh, I don't know, but I know that in 91, so that's quite... It's got to be since the 70s. All the crazy shit was happening in the 70s. (laughs) So the origins... Here's the interesting thing. So this happened, uh, but the origins of the particle are unknown. 
Uh, the experts believe that the only that only the most powerful celestial events, like bigger than star explosions, can create them. Oh wow! Right. So there's a lot here that I'm zipping through. It was just Thanos. He sneezed. <laughs> but it, it appeared. <laughs> so this one person here, there's a bunch of this article, but zip, zipping down to the bottom here, it appeared to emerge from the local void, an empty area of space bordering the Milky Way galaxy. Quote, you should be able to point to where they come from in the sky, says this professor. But in the case of the Oh My God particle and this new particle, you trace its trajectory to its source and there is nothing in that area high energy enough to have produced it sweet nothing we can see yeah exactly right. yeah. so the local void cool so the, the scientists are, are basically asking what the fuck is going on what what's going on so they there's no answers yet uh lots of research is happening i just have one question what's that will it make me a superhero <laughs> <laughs> i have one question What's the government going to make us give up because that happened? I don't know. <laughs> okay, so I, I have another one, and this is kind of um, hey, gross. Wait, before you move on from that one, oh. what, what was your source on that in case people want to go look it up? Uh, there's it's The article is published all over the place, Okay, but I got it from... Let's take a look here. I'm going to put you on the spot real quick. <laughs> no, that's all right. AP News is this one. Okay. Um, however... Associated Press. I moved past. Give me just a second. You have a second. You can take all the time you'd like. Scientific America and Sky News. Okay, cool. Was uh, the two that I pulled together for this one. Tight. And AP. So the next one. So a bunch of rinky-dink fringe outfits, yeah, it sounds never like. Never heard of them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the next one that I came across, because I, you know, it was pretty giggle-worthy, but it did kind of, the more I thought about it, the more irritated I got. So the first, the first thing, here's the article, here's the title. Customer sues chopped eatery chain over salad that she says contained a piece of the manager's finger. <laughs> oh. <laughs> nice. Right? Good old finger salad. Oh. So this, this happened in Mount Kisco. You'd like that. You'd want that. You'd play with it. <laughs> I'd play, hell yeah. I'm keeping putting this in a glass box. Oh. <laughs> so this happened in Mount Kisno, New York. Okay. okay? And this was also... <laughs> This, this article that I'm uh, referencing here did come from AP, Associated Press. A customer has filed a lawsuit against the fast, casual chain Chopped over a salad that she says contained a piece of the manager's finger. The chain is called Chopped? Yes. C-H-O-P-T. <laughs> yes, there's is... so much funny oh. in this. To quote, sure? to quote Russell Peters, the comedy practically <laughs> writes itself. <laughs> so the lawsuit filed Monday by Allison Causey of Greenwich, Connecticut, alleges that she bought a salad at a chopped location in Mount Kisno, New York. Kisco, New York, on April 7th of 2023 and realized while eating that, quote, she was chewing on a portion of a human finger that had Fuck. been mixed into and made part of the salad, end quote. That's direct How did quote from the shit? lawsuit. How did, the guy's like, oh, I lost my finger? Right. I didn't know that. So okay. weird. I guess it is a little shorter and bleeding profusely. <laughs> right. I wasn't so, able to hit a G chord yesterday. According to the suit, the manager at the restaurant accidentally sevel, severed part of her left pointer finger while chopping arugula. Okay. The manager went to the hospital. 
but the contaminated arugula was served to customers, <laughs> according to Causey, the lawsuit says. Okay, all of that had my skin crawling, yeah. right? That's so um, awesome. Now, it's just a little bit of long pig in there. <laughs> long pig to flavor it. Good Lord. Instead of anchovies, it's long pig. It's a different kind of Caesar salad. So as you... As you Accidental can- cannibalism. <laughs> Oh, shit. She can't take it back. <laughs> He's gained a portion of that manager's power. <laughs> shit. Okay. So Westchester County Health Department records show that Chopped, mm-hmm. the restaurant chain, was, was fined okay. $900. $900 for a finger, huh? That's not bad. Worth right. it. Worth okay. it. Yeah. I'd so do it again the next day. <laughs> they were, so basically, the health department find them $900 for this incident. Right. It seems like a big incident to me, but it was only worth a $900 fine to the health department in New York. The big fine is going to be the customers that are like, fuck that place. Right. So get this. So they I won't think go. this is fucking ridiculous, but listen to this. Causey, the victim, mm-hmm. said in the lawsuit that she suffers injuries, including shock, panic attacks, migraine, cognitive impairment, nausea, dizziness, and neck and shoulder pain as a result of eating the contaminated From the shock. Salad. She was like, and her yeah, neck went out. You know what? Like, no way in hell she came up with that. That is some yeah. shit ass lawyer yep. that was like, That's here we go. Buddy. Let's roll, baby. <laughs> we yeah. got a lot of words for that we could throw it in with this. So she's seeking unspecified monetary damages. Hasn't been released. An email, an email seeking comment was sent to Chopped Creative Salad Company, a chain with more than seven. 70 locations across the U.S. So basically, this is ongoing. This actually, of course, it happened in April. Uh, The lawsuit was filed. Well, this was updated today. Hmm. So the lawsuit uh, was filed very recently. In another article that I read, it seems that it was just before Thanksgiving that the lawsuit was filed. So it's just a little bit of finger food. You've been waiting a few minutes for that one, huh? (laughs) I need the Joe Paisley button. (laughs) So, in the beginning of reading that, I was really grossed out, and I felt bad for the manager, because who knows what's going on. I felt really bad for the customer. I was like, oh, that would be awful. I would taste terrible. Oh, gross, gross. But then when I saw the lawsuit she had against the company, I'm like, fuck that. She should have been chewing on the bone, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Some of it, you're like, okay, she was shocked, so she gave herself the the neck problem, probably. You could maybe go there. But yeah, it was a lawyer that's like, let's squeeze it. Nausea? Nausea makes sense. Yeah, but for like seven months... I mean, she can't trust salad anymore. Not that yeah. you should. She you has, don't eat salad. She has PTSD huh? now, Monique. Oh, and that's causing her back pain. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's all the tossing and turning she's doing at night, having oh, nightmares about okay. fingertips. Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. Yeah, this Sue Happy culture is pretty gross. It's very prevalent in the States, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see a lot of it. I mean, I, if you, all of you haven't figured this out yet, I work in some capacity in the legal field, mm-hmm. but I do mostly like big corporate shit right so i don't see a lot of that personally in my line of work but i'm connect i have my finger on the pulse a little bit Mm -hmm. so i know how prolific that fucking is in our culture and Mm -hmm. it's just gross man like Mm -hmm. especially when you get these fucking ass wipes that will like walk around cities with a bike and wait for somebody to pull up to an intersection Mm -hmm. and then like throw themselves against the car Mm -hmm. and make a scene like you hit me and try to sue them for thank god for you know seriously you know uh, looking into 
criminal cases over the decades that I've been looking at serial killer <laughs> shit and yeah. weird criminal cases. I always thought it was funny. Um, I, I don't know, kind of weird that somebody would be convicted and given three life sentences for something. No. And it does strike you, if just on its face, it strikes you as, uh, at least strikes me as odd. You only have one life. Yeah. So how are you going to serve three? But it's the whole point because our legal system is so fucked up. There's so many little get out of jail free cards and little loopholes that you have to have backup. So when these attorneys file these lawsuits, it's almost like they're throwing a whole bunch of shit against the wall just to see which one's going to stick. Because if this one doesn't go to trial, this one yes. will. Well, that's exactly what it is. They, yeah. they go they go in with everything conceivable. Yes. And then it gets batted around and people mm-hmm. make, I mean, in criminal cases, they'll make plea deals or, right. you know, in cases like this. They're just going to bat it around between whoever that woman's representation is mm-hmm. and then the legal counsel for the right. company. And they're going to be like, no, that's never going to fly. And you know it. And they'll mm-hmm. be like, OK, well, what about this? And they'll bat it back and forth until they reach a settlement and exactly. she will get paid. Right. So, real quick question for you guys. <laughs> yeah. Does that sound like adults are running the world to you guys? Nope. How about in the legal field? Does that sound like adults have set that up? It and sounds are running like it a and- bit. It sounds like a bunch of you know slippery slimy folks are trying to manipulate each other to get the best and you know the longest end of the stick they want their shit yeah so they're i don't know it sounds like the legal system you'd set up on the playground it's really like, slimy. We want it to be it's fair that, for us. It's that long-standing game of pretend that's gotten need, gotten needlessly intricate. Yeah. And then somebody comes in and it's their first time playing, and and everybody else is like, "This person doesn't know what's going on. We can make them do anything." Mm-hmm. No shit. Because this is our game mm-hmm. that we invented. <laughs> it is indeed. That's what it is. <laughs> anyway, this is a good day. Hey? Yeah. Woo-hoo. Yay! <laughs> Children run the world. All right, let's move on. Thank you, Babu Baba. You're welcome. That was let's, fun. Let's ride the ride. Let's ride it. And now comes the part that we call the middle chunk. It's a technical term. Ah! Right, in this segment, we've got our good friend, Mr. Quartermaster, Bodhi Sanyata, has sent us a really cool recording mm. of his philosophy about our simulation theory conversations. Yes. Stoked. Bodhi's I'm also very, here for this. Yeah. <laughs> Bodhi's a very smart man. I'm not sure if we'll be able to hear it, because I'm just going to play it off my phone. We'll probably put it in and I'll see post. if I can patch you in, Bodhi. Okay. But... We'll see where we can go with it. But it's about four minutes. Sweet. So he, he gives some good stuff. It's going to come go. Out. I'm listening with fresh ears. I'm not sure if it's coming out. Which speakers are coming out? We'll find out. You asked about my ideas on simulation theory. So the short answer is yes. Asterix. I have a fairly unique worldview. I guess you can call it the cult of player one. So I agree with the Buddhist principles of reincarnation in theory. But the more I studied and looked into reincarnation and quantum physics, a concept started spreading in my brain. So depending on the text, reincarnation is either instantaneous or it takes between 49 days to two years, depending on the karmic burden on the soul. So now our concept of time is fairly misleading. Uh, What we typically conceive of as time is, in fact, just a way to measure entropy. So quantum physics provides multiple proofs that entropy breaks down at a quantum level and is really subjective to its environment. So on a quantum scale, time easily flows in either directions, backwards or forwards. Uh, If you want to look into that, 
see a retrocausality or closed time-like curves. Now, if time isn't constrained by entropy and can move in either direction, why would we assume that a soul or consciousness would be bound by the same intuitive laws and could only move in a linear fashion? So it's kind of my belief that all souls or consciousnesses are in fact a single consciousness that exists to bounce back and forth throughout time and space to experience all of reality. So in essence, right now for me, I'm the Bodhi consciousness. And when I die, I'll reincarnate to another life somewhere in the near infinite expanse of beings. This doesn't necessarily have to be at a later time than currently. It could be at a simultaneous point in time, sometime in the past, or even sometime in the future. So all all the time this consciousness will experience life through the lens of all sentient beings in existence. So this consciousness has been or will have been Zach, Monique, or Shaden at some point to gather that experiences. So how that ties in with simulation theory is that at no point has mankind ever figured out what consciousness actually is. All we know is that for some reason, electrical impulses firing in neurons floating in the fatty mass that we call a brain somehow rise to the concept of self. So no one knows why or where this comes from. But if you take my previous concept of nonlinear reincarnation as a fact and see a universal oneness of consciousness as the potential source of actualized self-consciousness, then you see how it could make sense that the entire existence is basically a gigantic sandbox experience for that consciousness to experience what we call life. So not anything as simplistic as a video game as much as a gigantic open world simulation where you and I as player one not only experience the sim as the main character, but also as all the NPCs over time, slowly leveling up our experience through subsequent playthroughs. Hmm. So the difference between low-level and high-level experiences can be that time that's spent in understanding. Uh, It's all the consciousness leveling up into more interesting and powerful character types, you could say. Uh, I'm using the video game analogy to express the concepts more easily because it's something more people are familiar with or can understand. So... What we see and know as gods, prophets, or powerful spiritual forces are merely player one at higher levels that we aren't currently equipped to understand. So that's basically the Cliff Notes version of my personal worldview and philosophy. So make with it what you will. Thank you, brother. Fuck Very yeah, interesting. Yeah, I love that. I love I love theories about consciousness in mm-hmm. particular because it's something that I too have theorized about mm-hmm. uh, ad nauseum <laughs> um, and that there was elements of that that are very similar to stuff that I've theorized mm-hmm. myself and mm-hmm. I also kind of love the fact that nobody can prove a damn bit of it right. <laughs> right. Which, sure. which you highlighted Bodhi and I appreciated that that like we haven't n- not, trying we have not quantum. been able to figure out this shit ever and yeah. I mean maybe we will and if we do it'll be it'll be a fucking trip to see what's what but I have a feeling that there's going to be some 
false like solutions between here and there if we ever even get there you know where it's just like we figured it out right and then true to true to scientific development it'd be like oop no we didn't no we didn't it's actually <laughs> twice as long, old of a universe as we thought <laughs> yeah it's, right. we were off by 14 that, billion oops that kind of shit <laughs> well you know when i was uh younger this has been one of those concepts that it's morphed in my opinion about it or at least what i'm able to process has changed as i've grown as a person and as I've had life experiences, but I first started thinking about this stuff when I was very little. And I remember, I don't know where the, the idea of reincarnation came from. Maybe my mom, I don't know. But I know I remember contemplating that and thinking about it and finding it logical. And the analogy I had was because I was actually in elementary school at the time. And so um, I thought about it and it seemed to me that it, it made sense that our consciousness would be in school. And each lifetime we had here was like one grade. So two semesters would be a lifetime. And just as you go from preschool through uh, 12th grade, each time you come back, it gets more and more challenging. Mm -hmm. uh, you learn, you you. you play off of the things that you innately remember or innately learned from previous years. So by the time you get, you know, second grade, you know that you've got first grade and preschool and kindergarten, those down, so you have the basics down. By the time you're fifth grade, you know, you're way past second grade. And so this is the concept, this is the way I thought about it. So you know when you meet individuals, some people that just, they just didn't get it. They just, it seemed like life was very difficult for them to grasp. And the way I thought about it as a little girl was like, well, it's hard for them because they're still in the first grade. That's okay. You know, they're, mm -hmm. they're, they're learning and that's going to be their experience this time around. Mm -hmm. So as I've grown, I still hold on to somewhat that concept, kind of, mm -hmm. you know, it still makes sense to me, although I see it differently now. Um, and a lot like what Bodhi has to say, I feel that we're all dipping potentially, none of this is provable, mm -hmm. but I do no, feel as if we're all dipping from the same well of, uh, and, and pouring back into the same well. I so, heard somebody explain what you're explaining as a universal, were feedback loops for a universal consciousness. Yeah, right. That kind of. I thought that was a kind of an eloquent way to put that. Yeah, it, it, it makes sense. You know, a universal consciousness that's growing. And it's growing through experience. Wants to experience itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and yeah. that makes sense to me. It makes some sense to me, but there's uh, it's all absurd. All of that stuff is like parts and pieces of things that I've collected in some fashion. Mm -hmm. I mean, the terminology changes. Like some people are going to call... It a soul. Some people are going to call it consciousness. Some right. people are going to call it your essence. Mm -hmm. Whatever, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. Right. Some some instinctual part of you, if you're listening to this and have an ear for it, mm -hmm. knows what the fuck I'm talking about. Right. What Bodhi's talking about. What you're talking about, Monique. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. you know what we you know what we mean. So ignore the terminology if it doesn't suit right. your your school of thought. But mm -hmm. but it's the hear, concepts hear it, here. Yeah, hear it anyway. And. You and I have talked about what you just said, Monique, and there's a lot of we have a lot of similarities, especially when we were younger, of mm -hmm. how we looked at all of that. And listening to you, Bodhi, talk about all that stuff, 
a lot of it resonated with me, especially the nonlinear nature of yeah, things. Yeah, exactly. Um, me too. Um, because I always thought that was funny about ever since I was introduced to the concept of reincarnation, I was like, why would that be constrained by time? Time right. doesn't even exist. Mm -hmm. I loved what you said about entropy. Entropy mm -hmm. is deeply fascinating mm -hmm. to me. It's like everything, everything about existence as we know it is just playing games with entropy and seeing <laughs> how long we can stave it off, even though it's inevitable, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know? So mm -hmm. I, I, I love that. But if you take all of that, like, I guess my, my little addition to the bucket here is that that well that you were mentioning, Monique, mm -hmm the way I've come to look at it or in my favorite theory again nobody fucking knows but mm -hmm. when I'm trying to conceptualize it and and theorize is that that well is much 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 larger mm -hmm. than people tend to frame it like mm -hmm. it's like we look at human existence as the well air quotes mm -hmm. I mean we you know generalized right. a lot of us tend to frame things that way because how could we not it's what we it's all we know it's our frame of reference right, right. but I feel in my guts like that's just a little bit too simplistic mm -hmm. because it's like oh so we're the center of everything that could possibly ever be like our our existence this here that we know and can perceive that's it it's like you yeah, know probably not mm -hmm. <laughs> you know that's like, scary, not. like that, oh, seems, oh, that seems you know arrogant at best mm -hmm. and, and just extremely foolish uh, <clears throat> on towards the worst end of the spectrum so like if you add into what Bodhi said the the possibility that there are other whatever you want to call them planes dimensions Absolutely. realms you know like it, there's some of this of is, some shape. of this has a, which more of a realm shape <laughs> some of this has uh actual basis in um science because you look at you know a three-dimensional thing mm -hmm. is technically and this is a very reductive simplistic explanation but it's technically a shitload of slices of two-dimensional space mm -hmm. that are laid one on top of the other until you have a three-dimensional space that's built off of these two-dimensional slices right so it's like okay if that is the case which it very much seems to be mm -hmm. then why why not two also mm -hmm. <laughs> to string a bunch of words together that shouldn't belong together but they do for some reason <laughs> i get it english um <laughs> why not two also uh <laughs> Our 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 perceivable existence. Why for not to ours? Why also? for not to our also? Yes, because mm -hmm. I said so. <laughs> Why come we doing what? Right? How come there? Like so, it can't be lateral mm -hmm. in in my mind. Like there there has to be you know just like Bodhi was saying with with souls or essence or consciousness being able to move mm -hmm. independent of our concept of time. Right. Why would there not also be existences? That's why I've said before. I don't in my guts believe that we all came from the same place necessarily mm -hmm. all of us that are here sharing this experience right here and now because mm -hmm. i look into some people's eyes and i'm like you're not my we're not the same creature right not not in like a, i'm better than you sense no but it's, it's just, just like a we're mm -hmm. we're made of different stuff right i don't know i can't quantify it but we're not the same stuff mm -hmm. and then i meet people like you guys and it's just like the moment i met both of you i was like stuff yeah. Stuff yeah. We recognize have, we have similar stuff. Yes, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. So it's like, why that? 
<laughs> and it's right. like, maybe it could be that just like we've had our consciousness has had experiences mm-hmm. enough within this realm that we can perceive that we have similar shit. There's a recognition. But there, I think or... that there's resonance that goes deeper than that. Right. And it's like, well, if it goes deeper, where and why? You know? Yeah. And it's like, so there must be more than that. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. What is it? I don't know. Can we even conceptualize it? I don't know. It wouldn't be any fun. <laughs> if we were here and we could conceptualize it, perhaps we wouldn't give the effort that we give here and could we be. wouldn't learn the shit for the feedback loop kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. Well, know. you know, it, in this life, the experiences that I've had in this life, I could honestly accept the fact that um, a lot of people think you've got the atheistic view out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you've also got um, a nihilistic view out there. Yeah. Uh, oftentimes they'll cross over. Yeah. I would have no issue adopting that mentality if that's what was advertised to me when I came here. Right. So if I was advertised uh, and and consistently told through feedback that there is nothing else, uh, you're you and I never had any weird experiences. I never had anything that suggested there was something more than flesh and bone in mm-hmm. this place. I would be okay with adopting that mentality that we come here, we live, and we die, and that's it. Mm-hmm. The challenge is that's not what's been advertised to me, and I can't leave things alone. If there's unanswered questions or mm-hmm. there's puzzle pieces that are floating around, I have mm-hmm. to know where they go. Even if it's likely that you might not be able to answer exactly. those questions, you I still will, can't leave them alone. I will, fi- yeah. I will follow the threads until I die. Yep. So I can't. And I think help you're supposed myself. to, to, uh, to some degree, right? Now, I, either I feel like that's part of the point. Either there's a marketing company out there that's advertising bullshit stuff to us just to keep us entertained, <laughs> or you know, uh, maybe we're all insane. Maybe we're all crazy. Probably that. Um, you know, which is quite possible. But that opens up another can of worms. Who who designates what's crazy and what's not? You know what I mean? The majority, usually. Yeah. 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 Mob rules. <laughs> right, right. Good luck. So, you know, I, I, that's a whole other topic that I'm not going to get into today. But, um, yeah, I, I entertain these thoughts and these concepts often. Same. Because... Same. Like, all the time. Like, every it's day. It's part yeah. of my Multiple life. Times. Yes, it's part of my life. And it, and it plays into why I laugh at myself when I'm scrubbing the grout on the yeah. bathroom floor. Like, hey, look what your flesh suit's doing. I look know. It. Exactly. It does take the seriousness <laughs> it away. It does. And that's the so key, can, I think, to my life. Question, if you question the big concepts like this and you follow those little those little Easter eggs, those little threads off into nothingness because there are no answers... And then you're able to look back at your little f- mech suit, your your flesh and bone mech suit, <laughs> and how funny it is. Life is so much easier to, to handle and to be able to live because mm-hmm. you're able to see the absurdity yeah. of yeah. how you as a person react. As long, as long as you don't take it too personally. Right. You know what I mean? Like, Because it's easy to look and be like, oh, I'm just a flesh suit. I'm, I'm just a thing in a flesh suit. That's all it is. I can't, I have to be more than that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. your ego well, can get in the way and it's well, just like, no, no, it's okay. It's a okay. consciousness okay. No, is no, pretty no. awesome. Right. <laughs> consciousness is amazing. It is. It's a miracle all by itself. It's, I think part of the goal is to just enjoy the passing of time. I know I've mm-hmm. said that before into a microphone. But I hate it. 
<laughs> it's, it's difficult sometimes. Now to, shaded. Time doesn't even exist. Exactly. <laughs> Fair. Just firmly established. The passage of entropy. <laughs> Play the thing again. Play the thing. Play the thing. Yeah. Thank Thanks you so Bodhi. much, Bodhi. Yes, thank you, Bodhi. We all had the same thought. Like that's it. That was a really cool contribution to the show. And uh, I'm going to keep thinking on that for a while. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate some of those thoughts. I, would, I do want to say, Buddhism is a really intriguing. Uh, practice of religion I think of all the religions in the world that I've looked into it's fascinating it really is like a lot of bad things can happen when you start to get in a group of more than two or three uh, and it's a very big group but if I had if I was forced with a gun it's like you have to pick religion it'd be like oh Buddhism for sure absolutely mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. more humanism there's not yeah. no God in it really it's a humbling religion even though it's you trying to strive to be the Bodhisattva and trying to strive to be the better mm-hmm. but it seems more uh, lined up with some of the things like you were saying that's advertised here yeah but you know other people have other things that their parents taught them so yeah <laughs> all right let's move on to the next thing shall we let's do it and now we walk where few have treaded before like sergeant stubby it's jars badasses of history yeah i haven't gotten to do an intro yet it's time finally for another badass of history and I've brought a good one. You did. Oh fuck! I brought a good I can't one. Wait. I'm so excited. I've had. I've been sitting on this one, and uh, it was something I got. Like I usually dig into these when I run across them enough to where I'm like, that's dope. Mm-hmm. But this one has been living rent free in my head since I came across <laughs> it, and I keep digging more into it because it's just so cool. And I'm kind of pissed off nobody taught me about this in school. <clears throat> so I'm bringing it to all of you in case you don't know. Can I? I want to. I know you've told me. Yep. Probably, have you said it on the show? Mm, yep. You did? Okay. That's bad. That I, I mean, edited the show. I think I, I think I said it on, uh, yeah, I'll give you a hint, Dragon Ball Z. Oh, you did? Okay, okay. I still don't remember that. I remember you saying that. All right. King Kamehameha. That's right. Okay. You might be more familiar with now Ka- that you've Kamehameha. <laughs> now that you've said it, I remember. Yes. That's great. Good job, Brain. King Kamehameha of Hawaii. Mm-hmm. All right. So he was the first king that united hawaii and i'm going to give you a rundown as briefly as i can but this is this is like if you like game of thrones level craziness Mm -hmm. this is that in real life okay kind of like it's it's that level of like what the fuck that's awesome (laughs) this is a this is a real life legend um and it's it's really really cool so i'm just gonna dive right into it um so kamehameha he was born during a storm already cool Mm -hmm. right Around 1750, there's a lot of debate because it was a while ago and it was on Hawaii and there was just Hawaiian native people on Hawaii then. So, mm-hmm. you know, but best we can tell, around 750 during the month of Ikua, I'm going to say some Hawaiian words throughout all this and mm-hmm. I'm going to probably fuck them all up. So sorry. Sorry to my mom. How dare but, you? Yeah. Um, but that's <laughs> but that's around around uh, November. So okay. it's it's fitting that we squeeze it into November. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Happy birthday, Kamehameha. It's actually right. December 1st, so good way to go. <laughs> Fuck it is. <laughs> By the time this airs, whatever. Yeah. Screw all of you. Just kidding. I love you. I love you. <laughs> so he was known as Paella at birth. And he was raised in secret by the niece of the usurping ruler of Hawaii or like a section of, of the islands that was Hawaii at the time. Hmm. Hence... He had a claim to the throne mm-hmm. by blood, right? So um, he was raised in secret because they were afraid that Allah, you know, king having children would be like, eh, kill that mm-hmm. kid, mm-hmm. right? So 
Did she put him in a basket? <laughs> Didn't him put him in a basket way. and send him down the mountain. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just, just raised him in secret. Okay. And then, uh, so his uncle, the king, learned of his existence uh, while he was still fairly young but no longer a baby and promised him safety and brought him to the court to be raised into adulthood. Hmm. Right. So he was there with his cousin, the son of the king, and they were growing and things were more or less hunky-dory. Right, so kingship passed to Paella or Kame, Kamehameha. I keep mm-hmm. wanting to say Kamehameha. <laughs> Damn anime. Mm-hmm. Um, it passed to his cousin, the son of the king, um, but Kamehameha was made the high priest and guardian of the god of war, mm. which is also dope. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the worst title on a business card I've ever seen. Right. <laughs> so, what are you, guardian of the god of war? Yep. Oh, oh how'd you get that? Was sweet. that a five-year degree? Did yeah. I miss the application period for yeah. that? <laughs> so you have a PhD, right? Yeah. Was this a lateral move in some way? Were you promoted? I want to know. I got questions. <laughs> right. So... Uh, <laughs> The cousin's relationship was strained for obvious reasons, and our hero chose to dedicate himself to the gods instead of his cousin, which was kind of a slap in the face for the brand new king, oh. where he was like, eh, I serve the gods, not you. Ooh. Right. Uh. Whoops. Okay. So, during during a roundabout I wouldn't this serve time, my cousin either. So, yeah, right? You know, yeah, fuck that. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I have some pretty cool cousins. I don't care if you are the king. God of War, cousin. Uh-huh. Ah, no. yeah, Which one know. looks better on the business card? <laughs> right. <laughs> See you, cuz. <laughs> Later. <laughs> so during around about this time, there was this legend that whoever could move the Naha stone, which still exists in Hawaii hmm. to this day, you can go look at it. Um, but whoever could move the Naha stone would be granted the power to unify all of Hawaii. Hmm. Kamehameha did it when he was 14. Wow. And he grew to be seven feet tall with what? immense strength. Like, wow. Yeah. This is like a better version of the uh, sword in the stone kind Dude, of thing. Right? Guardian yeah. of the <laughs> God of War. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Guardian of God of War, 14 years old, fucking flips the Naha stone, which is this big chunk of volcanic rock, you know? Fucking so, Hollywood's going to get a hold of this story and they're going to. Why have they not? I know. Like, wait yeah. till you hear the rest of it. This yeah, is but, just the warm up. <laughs> yeah, but they'll do something wow. to it that'll piss you off. Don't worry. Yeah, I'm sure they will. <laughs> You know, yeah, we can get into that after, but <laughs> <laughs> moving on. <laughs> so, in 1782, the cousins and their forces ended up clashing in the Battle of, here comes a word I'm going to fuck up, Moku Ohai, Ohai, Moku Ohai. Okay. okay. And uh, our boy Kame and his chiefs won their first victory and took over Kohala, Kona, and Hamakua. Hmm. So, right? Okay. So, uh, <laughs> Thus, Kamehameha took over from his cousin, became king, still the high priest of the god of war. Wow, so he got so both titles. He's Flip, adding to the business card. the Naha stone, yeah. so he's also got prophecy on his side now. So our boy's this, moving on up. He is. Right? He's player one for he sure. He's player one to the <laughs> hill. This guy's really just <laughs> all stacking the armor, the all the fucking swords, <laughs> yep. the magic all maxed the way. effectively. Yes. Yep. <laughs> just collecting all the legendary shit. Right. And watch, he didn't even, on. he's 14 and he moved that stone. I bet he didn't do like all the, the guys were like, <laughs> he was yeah. probably just like, ping. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. like, I'm playing this game fast. <laughs> it's just like, this is where things get a little bit wild. 
as though it hasn't been wild already. <laughs> so in 1789, right? So this is seven years after mm-hmm. the cousins clashed and, and uh, our boy Kame took over those territories. Two American vessels sailed to the village of Oluwalu, and uh, one had a disagreement with this chieftain. Okay. The captain uh, went back to the ship and had all the cannons move to one side and made the trading call so people would come out to the beach mm-hmm. to engage in trade. Okay. Like oh, oh, got it. Right got there. it. Yeah. Let's see where this is going. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's going exactly where you think it's going. Once people had gathered on the beach, they opened fire. He was a shithead. Cunt. Killing over 100 people. Uh, the other ship got stuck off the coast of Kona. Kamehameha's guys canoed out to the ship and killed the whole crew, except for one guy named Isaac Davis. Because mm. he wasn't a cunt. <laughs> no, maybe he was. Let's see. So the other ship had sent a guy ashore, and Kamehameha captured him because he was expecting more revenge after they just bodied this one fucking ship except for one man right Mm -hmm. so one ship captured the other one sailed away leaving isaac davis and the captured john young behind um the the two of them tried to escape but long story short they ended up staying marrying some hawaiian gals Mm. and more importantly teaching kamehameha the recipe for gunpowder Mm. Oh, shit. <laughs> you captured some pretty useful cunts. Wow. Yes. Right. <laughs> so, with the new ship and weapons and the knowledge of how to make gunpowder, which the ingredients for are plentiful on Hawaii, by the way. <laughs> um, and seven foot in stature and yeah. guardian of the gods of war. And like Braveheart can shoot fucking thunderbolts <laughs> out his arse. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kamehameha invaded Maui and uh, defeated their general in single combat in 1790. Because no of such course thing as a thunderbolt. Oh, of course. Yeah, of course he did. He's like, fuck the army. Just you and me, right. bitch. So now, you and me. Now we're solidly into the Game of Thrones part of this story, okay? So arrival back home while, while he was on Maui, single combating people. <laughs> arrival back home, tried to rise up and take control uh, in Kamehameha's absence. Our boy returned... This is the most metal thing I've ever read in history. <laughs> Our boy returned back home from Maui, drove these dudes back, and trapped them against a, vol- a volcanic lava field. Yeah. And a volcano erupted behind them and fucking killed them. Oh my gosh. Because <laughs> that's what happens when you fuck with the high priest of the god of war. <laughs> wow. Yeah, killed them all except for the rival uh, who escaped. Mm. Okay. Oh. That makes the sequel better. Yes. So a year later, Kamehameha oversaw the completion of, here comes another word I'm going to fuck up, Pu-Ukohola? Ukohola. Pu-Okohola Hayao. <laughs> cool. Yep, that sucked. Pu-Okohola Hayao. Okay. That's my best shot. Okay. All right. Well so done. It, what that is, <laughs> is a, a major temple mm. um, that you can still, there's still some of it there today. You can mm. go check out the ruins of it. 
um, which I now kind of want to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so he oversaw that, got it completed, and then he in he caught word of this escaped rival that had started all this shit being around. Mm-hmm. So he invited his defeated rival to come and meet with him. Okay. Okay. So, like, I mean, you do the math. You started an uprising in the absence of the high priest of the god of war who mm-hmm. just defeated the chieftain of Maui in single combat. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking on the way there? Yeah. <laughs> he wants to invite you over for a shark coochie board. <laughs> shark. Uh, <laughs> give me some shark Featuring coochie. you as the shark coochie. <laughs> Yeah, so he invites this guy to meet with him. This guy, fearing being sacrificed or worse, yeah, he mutilated himself so as to be unfit f- as a sacrifice. And if you're wondering what that means, in all likelihood, it means he cut his own dick off. Yeah, oh, castrated himself because that's that would in that culture make you unfit for most cultures. The, yeah, lots of cultures. Yeah, <laughs> make you unfit for uh, sacrifice. sacrifice. Which I mean. Credit where credit's due. Your that's God's pretty like, fucking hardcore. You? Come on. I want the whole <laughs> he wants, cock. He wants to live. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty hardcore. I don't know if I've ever wanted to live bad enough to chop off my own wang, dude. No. Mm-hmm. I think I'd just rather be sacrificed and go out. Yeah, <laughs> I think so, too. Go I out mean, in service to the high priest of the God of War. Mm-hmm. I'd at least talk shit right? to the high priestess of the God I mean, of War that's, yeah. that's, before I went out. That's more hardcore than cutting off your own foot. Yeah, yeah that's to survive. Wild. That's wild. Yeah, I can. No. I don't even think I have the willpower to follow through with on a that, nail even file. If I was very motivated, <laughs> right? Yeah. No shit. It's like, well, I'm just the end of the road. Fun yeah. ride. So anyway, he shows up, uh, self mutilated, and uh, Kamehameha's guys speared him, killed him right there on the beach. They're like, "How dare you? Oh, just, just wasted the guy." <laughs> Yeah. So he wasted his own castration. Yep. <laughs> he went through all that for nothing. Yep. Well, it showed his cowardice, too, yeah. right, to them. I mean, I that may imagine. well have been why he was speared, but eh, even still, it's like, ooh. I don't know uh. if that shows cowardice. Come on now. The it's guy brave cut to cut off your own dick off? Own okay, dick. I guess so. It's pretty brave. <laughs> when I mean, you sure. think about it, <laughs> I, I don't know. It takes balls. Ha! Well, <laughs> no. I don't know. To cut off your own penis. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yes. In order to survive. Sure. Something. Yeah, I'm not going to I mean, yeah, that's way more than I would do. <laughs> yeah, so, right, yeah. fuck yeah, respect, I, I guess. Just, I would have just walked into whatever fate and with yeah. my dick fully attached. I would have been talking <laughs> shit. I just would have been in there like, I am here to talk fucking like, shit to like, you cunts before you cut me into like pieces. Worst case scenario, me. I would have showed up with like, you know, a little bit of saw marks on one side of my wang and oh. been like, I couldn't do it. <laughs> I tried, I tried. <laughs> I mean, life is been, pretty cool. What would have been fucking epic would have the guy walked in after self-mutilating and said i know you're gonna try and waste my ass so here's my dick yeah. <laughs> on a silver platter what do you think about that sacrifice that bitch <laughs> that's, that's pretty good there's other options than the ones i'm, that yeah, we're I'm taking sure out. that was his plan <laughs> kamehameha's guys were like nah not today, no, not today. <laughs> we noticed you're bleeding a lot yeah. down there so we're just gonna Die kill you now, now. Yeah. right okay so that business done and now undisputed king of the largest island, Kamehameha turns his sights back on Maui because he had to leave his business there to go handle his shit back home. Mm-hmm. Right? So um. he leads 600 war canoes and 16,000 men, which Whoa. is the coolest mental image I've ever wow. probably conceptualized. A war canoe. I want to see. war canoes, How many dude. people are in a war canoe? Right. Well, Fuck. There's, it's 16,000 like? 16, divided by 600. Could you imagine you what they sound like? They cover. Just like just, just a bunch of a, people fucking paddling and singing and shit. Yeah, could dude. you imagine? That would be so rad. cool. 
I get, the I get like, I get like chill bumps just thinking about this. That this would be scene, scary. Right? So scary. Fuck. So scary. All that rumble, especially coming. after they just went home and drove dudes into an erupting volcano. Yeah, just they're like, yeah, fuck with us, dude. <laughs> I think that that's like twenty six, twenty seven people per canoe. So these are big fucking yeah. canoes. This Fuck. isn't this isn't like your vacation canoes at camp whatever. But maybe they have like a carrier canoe, you know, that's a bigger one with a thousand guys. I don't know. Just Hawaiian guys. battle canoes, man. Fucking dude, so amazing, cool. I bet. So cool, right? So he takes these 600 war canoes and his 16k men to fight the forces of the king of Maui. <clears throat> Metal warning once again. A man who was said to live in a house made from the bones of enemy chiefs. Fucking bruh. What? That's a small house, probably. <laughs> cool. See, we're living in the wrong time. Right. <laughs> I want to live in a house of our of my built on the bones of if, my fucking enemies. If people yeah, are going to be cunts to I'm each other, crush would... that shit up and turn them into fucking bricks. <laughs> yeah. It would Damn. be better. It would be better to do that than to have like fucking identity theft and shit that we mm-hmm. have to deal with today. Yeah, I think I so. Let's just go put some bones into yeah. some mortar. Trade problems like our lives might be shorter, but they'll be way cooler. Yeah, way cooler. And our anxiety and fear will actually have a place. Yeah. Instead of now, we're like, I'm nervous because of something somebody said. Because the internet's yeah. sad. Yes. And I'm sad now. I'm afraid of. I'm afraid of erupting volcanoes. Yes. Six hundred war canoes. Uh huh. And potentially having to cut my own dick off. Right. That's I, valid. I got some good reasons. Anxiety is valid. Yeah. Valid. <laughs> right. So at the end of the crazy battle in Maui, uh, Kamehameha and his boys backed their enemies up to the edge of the thousand foot cliffs <gasps> of Pali Lookout. Fuck. What? Which is, of course, still a place you can go to, and drove them over the edge. Fuck. A thousand? A thousand oh. foot cliffs, and they were like, get off. Dude. <laughs> a thousand feet. I was just You'll doing... die before you hit the bottom. You'll die of a damn heart attack. Gotta be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, high, the highest bridge in the United States is 964 feet, and it's over this giant gorge. It's like... It's crazy. Yeah. I, yeah. I actually looked up, and I encourage all of you listening to do this, too. Go look up uh, pictures of Polly Lookout. P-A-L-I. Polly Lookout. Pally. Wow. Polly. I don't Fucking... know. Uh, they're, it's gorgeous. They're just these big, massive, sheer, like volcanic-looking cliffs. Well, now they're by fucking haunted. Yeah, now they're haunted. Fucking volcanic. They're shit. probably already haunted by <laughs> other yeah. animals. Well, it's like I watched a video of of this guy, a little younger than me, from Hawaii, that was talking about some of this stuff, and he's been to Polly Lookout, and he's like, it's one of those places where like you can feel the weight of the shit that happened mm-hmm. there. Like, oh, it's cool. Like, it's sort of like this quiet reverence that hangs mm-hmm. over this, you know, just a lot of heavy history. I love that slow. Shit. Metal plays in the background. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So the captured leader of Maui, the dude who lived in the bone house, right? <laughs> he was sacrificed, <laughs> go figure, mm. by Kamehameha to the god of war, some say to increase his power. Okay. Mm. Wasn't to decrease his power. <laughs> right. <for sure. laughs> so once again, Kame's legend grows as yeah. if it wasn't badass enough already. So here's some cool shit. Two unarmed fishermen who had struck Kamehameha with an oar during a raid on their village were brought before him for execution by Kamehameha's men. Like, you fucking smacked our, our god king in the face with an oar mm-hmm. so hard that it broke, so now you get to go before him and he's gonna kill you, right? Um, Kamehameha instead knelt down in front of these two fishermen and apologized to them. He, de- he declared the new law of the splintered oar which states that every elder woman and child ought to be able to lie down by the roadside free from harm. This principle is still enshrined in the Hawaiian Constitution to this day. 
Wow. Mm -hmm. The law of the splinter door. Go check that out. Badass. Um, so we're going to fast forward a little bit. Uh, You're raising the bar pretty high for this segment for the future. Just I know, man. <laughs> this is such an interesting uh, story. The bubonic plague rolled through Hawaii mm -hmm. um, after this point. Uh, reportedly, Kamehameha got it, survived. Of course Wait, so the bubonic did. plague hit after this, after 1800? No, this was uh, 17, like 1780s 80s, or yeah. seven, shortly after 1790, I want to say, is where we're at in the timeline. So it's okay. like 40, yeah. 35, 40. Yeah. But, I mean, this is... It's close enough to 1800, because yeah, the bubonic is, plague was... So they it didn't hit them until like two or 300 years after yeah, it hit Europe. I, I suppose so. I mean, I guess that checks out them being an isolated island. It would have been brought in by trade vessels or Perfect. some shit, right? Okay. I so. think there was a couple waves, too, of... Play. Maybe it was one of those yeah. ships that came in with their cannons all on the wrong side. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, bad business, man. Those guys deserved what they got. They did. So in the years that followed, Kamehameha brought peace and prosperity to his kingdom as swiftly and surely as he had brought violence. The last independent king left in all the uh, Hawaiian islands submitted to him freely as a vassal. Wow. Because he saw... That he's like, I don't like, want a volcano yeah, to explode. Yeah, he's like, I'm, I'm good on all that, and things look pretty good now, so yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm in, dude. You're doing it. You're doing it. Right. I wasn't going to do it as good as you. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> so after unifying the legal system, stabilizing international trade, and uh, ruling all of Hawaii while preserving its culture, Kamehameha died in 1819 and was buried in secret by a pair of friends to protect his mana, mana which mm. where the term in video games comes from by really? the way it's because it, that was what the hawaiian people considered to be the sacred power of a person and they mm. didn't want anybody to fuck with their king kamehameha's mana so they buried him in secret and uh one of his sons tried to go and have them show him where his father was buried years later but they stopped and turned back short because they felt like they were being followed. And he didn't want to risk it. So oh. to this day, nobody knows for sure where he's buried. Oh, man. Wow. Um, but there's lots of statues. It's He's a big, big deal in Hawaiian culture. He should and be. Rightly so. Yeah. Like, coolest badass of history so far. Yeah. Wow. I, I would say. That's I mean, Sergeant cool Stubby is hard to beat, but True. this crushes it because it's a human, you know. And but. just very cool. It had a wholesome ending. Mm-hmm. Dude, like, got the Black Plague and survived it. Because, <laughs> <laughs> of course, he did. Of course, he did. Yeah. The so, so that's Kamehameha, king, first king of a united Hawaii. And fun fact about his name, Kamehameha means the lonely one. Oh. Which is lovely and poetic. It is. Mm. <laughs> well, fuck, dude. So that's our badass of history. Yeah, we nice. raised the bar. Thank you for that. Beyond the stars. That's fun. Yeah. All right. And enjoy having that live in your heads for ever now. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on to our very last segment. It's the outro. Let's get into it. Now it's time to end the show, but we'll be back sometime in the future, yo. Wait, what the fuck am I doing here? Wrong studio, Dad. Who the fuck are these folks? Wrong studio, Dad. None of you touch my beans. Come in. Come in. Sorry. Still not over it. <laughs> that was a I fun I can't get episode. over the thought of uh, 16,000. Is that what it was? Yeah. 16,000 warriors? people in 600 war canoes. 16,000. Could you imagine? I would assume most likely they were men. I mean, that's just my assumption. I would assume the same. Okay. Yeah. Could you imagine 16,000 men in 6,000 canoes all chanting 
the same war chant oh, as they're heading your direction. I feel like the closest white guy equivalent is like really mean troop of bagpipers doing oh. some fucking mm-hmm. Scottish like. That is that gets you pretty good. Yep. But still, it's a different league, <laughs> right. though, isn't it? It's a different league. <laughs> <laughs> All those guys chanting like that, rolling in mm-hmm. up on fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and dude, intimidating. Mad props to the two fucking fishermen that slapped Kamehameha on the face with an oar. Yeah, like. After seeing that coming, right? Dude. Come on, yeah, that's brave. That's <laughs> yeah. like a moment of super brave. Like good, good on Kamehameha to, for being like, no, mm-hmm. like I'm sorry. Right, I've yeah. seen a lot of, I've seen a lot of other reactions to this. <laughs> yeah. You guys are pretty tough. Yep. All right, well, thank you guys for having a fucking time to thank come you. and hang out with this me. This is fun. Oh, yeah. I loved it. I had a great I loved time. it. That was a lot of fun. That was a great way to end the show too. Mm-hmm. I missed I'd, it. I missed it last week while we were all doing Thanksgiving shenanigans, yeah. but. Uh, it's good to be back. Yeah, yes. I don't like taking time off. It was, no, it's, it's weird. weird. Yeah, we're, we're always like, yeah. I mean, yeah, we probably should take some time off, and then we do it, and it's like, fuck, let's nope. do it. We gotta I do know, the it's, thing. No. It's great in theory. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Until we were in the middle of it, and then you're like, I know that I was, I was so fucked up last week. I had no idea what day it was. Right. And I was <laughs> like, there was this low laying, low lying stress, mm-hmm. like this very low rumbling. I'm not doing something I'm supposed to be doing. Feeling yes. <laughs> that I had all day on Thursday, and then Friday, I'm like. Oh God! <laughs> what Dread. Is it? What's going on? I like. I think I popped into Facebook, uh, into the Jargoneers, mm-hmm. or the anyway somewhere on there. She and, on, on Friday, and I was like, "Do they all hate me now? <laughs> do they hate us? We didn't do the chart." <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's funny because you get into uh, a rhythm, yeah. And when you break that rhythm, uh, the only thing that the first thing that pops up for me specifically is uh, anxiety. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, ah, 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 ah. are we not doing what we said we were going to do? I know. Yeah, for sure. I feel like I'm forgetting something. Wait a minute. What day is it? Yeah. But it's fine. We're back. Here we Indeed. are. Yeah. It will all yeah, work We're still out. loved. Nothing happened. The world didn't end. <laughs> a few people are like, screw you guys for yeah. taking Thanksgiving off. Fuck That's your fair. faces. I agree. No, I get how the patterns work. Man, when, when my favorite shows don't come out for some reason or, or just anything that I'm interested in, it's like, oh. And then, but then you go find something else, and or, even, or even like your like a TV show that you're into, like a series, and then they like their normal episode release happens too close to Christmas, so they don't, they skip a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what the fuck? That's what I wanted for Christmas. Right. <laughs> what's, this, what's this special holiday crap that they got on here now? I want the other thing that I like. All right. Well, thank you to our jargoneers, all of you guys. Mm-hmm. Thank you to Jose Montez for starting up our jargoneers page on Facebook. You can. Go hang out in there and discuss the show or any shows or anything you want in there. Yeah, or you can just lurk like I do. Lurk. Lurking is yep. good. I'm also a lurker. Lurking is good. Uh, thank you to our trusted turd triad, Don, Chris, and Bodie. And big shout out to Bodie today for that super insightful bit of yeah, information. Thank you, Bodie. Yeah, bro. Thanks for being on the show without actually being on the show. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. It was nice. <laughs> Hope all is well. Uh, and then also to our trusted turd herders. Mm-hmm. Those guys. Into turds. There's so many of you at this point uh, doing all of the different social media things. Really, anybody that's out there bringing people to the show and stuff, I mean, you're, you're one of those. You got the Reddit regulators. Oh, PJ and the minibug. Yeah, thank you to everyone that's doing all the stuff, sending mm-hmm. us your messages. We're, we're going to be reading more and more every show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't this week because we did the Bodhi thing, but we're going to do that next week. Yes. So send that into a justaradpod at gmail.com. It's just a radpod. That's right. And, of course, we have our Patreon, which mm-hmm. is a fun little place. Not at all. There's zero fun things in there. but Once in a while, we do a fun thing. It might be a fun thing. Yeah. I do want to say thanks to everybody that joined us for the live stream. It was great. That was, that a was blast. fun. Yes. That was, we'll do that again, I think, very soon. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We, we haven't discussed it yet, but we'll figure out what the hell we're going to do. Yeah. 
But I don't know. Is there anything else you guys wanted to add for the finale of the 73? No, I'm... Uh I love looking forward to next week. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That history segment, fucking rad. Thank you. thank you, thank you. <laughs> I am looking forward to next week because we're going to talk about uh, teachers in our lives. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so I'd love to hear what you guys maybe before the show yeah. tell us some of your teacher stories, your favorite teacher, and why, and what they did to push you or what they did to give you some confidence. Yeah, or, email us about it. It'd be fun to read them. Yeah, yeah. that'll be episode seventy-four. <laughs> but until then, we'll talk at you in the future. And it'll seem like the present. Bye now. Cards, cards, cards. <laughs> just it's just Bing. Cards, 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 c